Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now your host, James Swanson. What a start to the night for A.J. Green. Three touchdowns on three catches in the first half. We are recording this podcast Thursday night. It's a little after 10 o'clock here on the East Coast, so you're going to hear this tomorrow. Uh, but but big night for the Bengals wide receiver. Good news for me, I'm on my fantasy team in our league, and I am with Jake Meyer and Tony Coyoto making his first appearance of 2018. I've been giving him a lot of slack lately for, uh, you know, just this is his first appearance, and it's the 26th episode. But, Tony, we're happy to have you on, buddy, and uh, hopefully we can get you on, you know, the whole year. Yeah, um, it's great to be back. Um, the champ is here. Um, granted, it's 26 episodes, but <laughs> you guys got the champ on. You know, I'm ready to ready to rock and roll, and you know, off to a great start this season. I don't know what we would do without your advice, champ. So that makes me happy. Oh, oh hey. God, don't let me puke. <laughs> Hi, Jake. Uh, fellas, fellas, can we talk about the week one in fantasy? I am Big just week. in a deep, deep depression about my teams. Not well, like that was the, that was the, the case last year too, Jake. I had a yeah. few good leagues last year. This this year this this year didn't start out so hot, but I hit the waiver wire hard, and I'm ready to go for week two. Well, here's the big thing is, you know, one week there's plenty of time to turn it around, and I know Jake that you're in a bad spot with Le'Veon Bell as your first pick and Doug Baldwin being your second pick. But uh, if you were you, you played the waiver wire hard this week, right? Who were you able to get? Uh, I picked up Tyler Lockett to replace um, Doug Baldwin, which I did go for Brandon Marshall. I'll be honest. I tried to go for Marshall first. He was the target. Ended up getting Lockett. Um, I'm okay with it, though. I'm more I'm reading it. He might be, you know, he might see some volume. I'm, I'm interested to see. And also, I picked up uh, Eckler from the Chargers. Honestly, I'm hoping for a Gordon injury. That would help me out the most. If not, he's in okay back, you know, RB 30, 35. Yeah, he's, um, I mean, if, if Gordon goes down, he's certainly going to be an excellent pickup. And we saw him in week one. Uh, you know, I did that on the recap the other day, talked about him a little bit, having a big game. We saw how explosive he is. If Gordon were to go down, guys, would, uh, would Austin Eckler immediately move into that RB1 conversation, or is he more of an RB2? Let's talk, I guess, I in PPR. In PPR, I still I think standard, he's, obviously he drops a little bit because he is a pass-catching uh, running back. In a PPR, I wouldn't move him to RB1. I'd move him to a mid-round RB2. Okay, okay. Um, would he be, well, okay, we'll, we'll get into that actually uh, a little bit maybe more um, as we talk about some of the previews, but... Let's uh, let's talk about the waiver wire recap a little bit more, guys. Jake, you, you talked about some of the guys that you targeted, Tyler Lockett being one of them, them and Austin Eckler. Tony, did you make any moves on the waiver wire in any of your leagues uh, this week? Um, I, I put a claim in for two guys that really stood out to me. Um, two of my leagues I put a claim in for uh, Philip Lindsay, and actually in one of my leagues, Kenny Stills was on the, on the wire, so I put a claim in for Kenny Stills. Oh, wow. Didn't get either of them. Um, I Bummer. really wanted Kenny Stills. That's crazy uh, that he was on the he wire. Was there. Right, yeah. So I put a put a claim in for him. Unfortunately, where my position was, I did not get him. But guys like that, I mean, you can only hope to get someone like that on the wire. 
Yeah. Okay. So you're playing in a league where the waiver wire is set up based on uh, like a numerical um, setting, basically Correct. like yep. inverse standings. Okay. Uh, any of you guys yep. playing playing in you know fab leagues where or fab budget waiver wire where you got a hundred or two hundred dollar budget? Only our dynasty league. Okay. Um, any idea? I didn't have a chance to take a look at that. Do Do we know how much? Like, I know that. Um, Philip Lindsay got picked up. How much did he go for? Do we know? He went for fourteen percent. Okay, fourteen percent. I think that's probably good. I tried at twelve, or I think about no. I I tried for fifteen percent in my one league. Uh, it's a thousand dollar budget. I put one hundred and fifty two dollars down, and somebody bid a three hundred and three dollars, so thirty percent, which I was not willing to push it quite that far. Um, but, but yeah, so we, I talked about the waiver wire preview the other day. Some of my favorite guys, obviously Quincy Inunua, Kenny Galladay being another one. Buck Allen. Who Galladay. Been, Galladay's a big one. He could have, we'll talk about him a little bit later in the preview, could uh, be in line for a decent game at San Francisco this weekend. Another guy who just vultured a touchdown from Alex Collins, and that's Buck Allen. I think he could have a little bit of a role. What do you guys think about Buck Allen um, as a, you know, a stash, maybe somebody that you can throw in as a flex at some point this season? What do you guys think about Buck? I definitely think he's definitely a guy you want to stash. Um, Kenneth Dixon is hurt. Um, you know, I figure they're going to try to get him involved any way they can after his injury last year. Um, but now that he's a little banged up, um, you know, they like Buck Allen. They're going to throw to Buck Allen. Yeah, they like Alex Collins, but they're going to use both backs in, in Baltimore. So if it's a guy you can get on your bench, and if anything happens to Alex Collins, I think Buck Allen immediately go, jumps into a starting lineup. Yeah, I'm starting to, I don't know, feel worse and worse about Alex Collins. Jake, I know you were not an Alex Collins fan at all. I only drafted him in one league. Um, Pat was actually giving me crap for it earlier because it was in the league we're doing together. But, uh, I, yeah, I'm a little bit worried. Hopefully they get into more you know, better game flows, better game scripts where they can feature him a little bit more. Um, okay, guys, let's talk about, do we want to talk about start of the week? Uh, I put start of the week down here, and I had a guy. Do yeah. you guys, oh, do you guys yeah. have let's a start of the week? Let's rev up the engines. Let's All get right. it going. Let's, cool. let's take a hot take here. Tony, start out. What do you got? Who's your hot take of the week? I wouldn't say this is a crazy hot take. You know, it's easy to go guys like Keenan Allen against Buffalo as a start of the week, but I'm going to go down a just a notch or two there. Um, a guy that, you know, after Emmanuel Sanders had a big week last week, he's kind of floating under the radar is Demarius Thomas going against the Raiders. I love him this week. I think he can go up, be in the 7 to 10 catches, over 100 yards and at least one score. Um, me, you guys know I'm a Raiders fan. Watch that whole Monday night game. The Raiders do not have a pass rush. I mean, they cannot get pressure on the quarterback to save their lives. I think Case Keenum sits back there and just finds Demarius Thomas all day long. Okay, how about Demarius Thomas or any of the Lions receivers at San Francisco? I'm going Demarius Thomas all over day. all of them. Okay, all right, all cool. Of them. Jake, how about you? I would take Golden wow. Tate over Demarius. And okay. oh, you're asking me? Yeah, the actual start of the week. that's fine. No, no, that's fine. You can uh, chime in on that as well. No, yeah, my start of the week. I'm actually, I'm pretty excited about this. I did a lot of research. I really wanted to come up with a good guy that is really going to help people make a decision maybe between one or two people that they have, um, and I'm actually going towards a tight end position. And I'm looking at Jimmy Graham right now. Um, the reason I'm doing that is because Jimmy Graham, they play Minnesota, 
And I feel like Xavier Rhodes is going to shut down if Devontae Adams plays or Randall Cobb. I feel like Jimmy Graham is actually going to catch two touchdowns in this game. Ooh, I think it's going to be pretty – I do. I think Green Bay is going to score about 30 – I think its score is going to be 31-28 Green Bay. And I think Jimmy Graham has five catches for 62 yards and two touchdowns. Okay. So you think that Jimmy Graham's obviously going to be much more involved than he was last week against Chicago? Yes, and that's exactly another reason why I think he's going to be more involved this week. I think they're going to try and get him more involved because they want kind to of force it more. to him. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a good that's a good one. And we're waiting. Uh, you know, t- people were a little bit disappointed in both tight ends in that game last weekend. Trey Burton and Jimmy Graham. Neither neither of them did anything. So hopefully, people are expecting big things from Graham, especially since he was drafted as the fifth tight end, uh, right in that range with Evan Ingram. Um, so. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one, and hopefully he can get a little bit more involved in that offense moving forward. Um, my my actually start. This is kind of an under the radar one. I went with Vance McDonald, and he's practiced in full this week, so he looks like he's going to play. So Jesse James takes a back seat. We know how bad the Chiefs have been in the past against tight ends when Eric Berry is not playing. Eric Berry looks like he's going to be out of this game for the Chiefs. So Vance McDonald is my start of the week. If you have a, if you are in a pickle, if you lost Greg Olson, um, if you lost Delaney Walker, and you're deciding between guys like uh, Austin Safarian Jenks, Jenkins, Ricky Seals Jones, look at Vance McDonald. I think he's going to be a nice play this week. I got him down for five catches, sixty yards, and a touchdown. All right, let's That's jump. A bold take there. I, I like it. I, I like what he did in the AFC bad, divisional game against the Jaguars last year. Had over 100 yards. I think he's going to build off that a little bit. Uh, him and Ben looked like they had a good connection at times last year when he was healthy. So he's going to be, again, That I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling him as a as a good starting tight end this weekend. I think he'll be uh, well within the top 10. Okay. All right. All right, let's talk league news and notes here. We're going to run through these. I got some questions for you guys along the way. So, We'll uh, we'll throw in some start sits. We'll throw in just some 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 questions at you guys and get your take on some of these big league news and notes. So there's a lot to run through. Uh, Nick Foles going to get the start again uh, for Philly at Tampa Bay. Wentz still not cleared for contact. Hopefully that'll be within uh, you know hopefully a couple more weeks. It's looking like for Wentz to be back on the field. Alshon Jeffrey, same thing. Still a couple weeks away for him. Josh Allen's going to get the start for the Bills uh, against the Chargers at home. Still no Le'Veon Bell. Sorry, Jake. He, he's uh, still out this week. Did not report Wednesday. Do you think? Do we think that he's going to sit out the first ten games at this point? Yeah, from what I'm from, I'm basing that off of what his agent said. His agent basically said he doesn't want to get hurt. Bottom line, he doesn't want to get hurt. He wants to play the minimum games to be a free agent next season. I would be shocked if it he only sits out four to six games because. It doesn't make any sense. What he's doing is trying to prevent the injury. He doesn't care about the money at this point. He's playing for the $100 million contract for next year. So money is not the issue. I just really think it's totally 100% about injury. And I think he'll sit out the first 10 games. Okay. Uh, Are we buying, selling, or staying pat on James Conner right now? I think I'm staying pat and just... That's what, I'm actually get ran into the situation a few leagues. One league, I have James Conner, and I don't have Le'Veon Bell. And I think I'm just riding out the wave as long as I can, hoping it's the first 10 weeks. And and also one league, I have James Conner, and I have Le'Veon Bell. So I'm just obviously, I'm definitely riding out that one. The question is, do you want to trade for James Conner? And what is James Conner's trade value? Like, 
what kind of running back? What's his trade value? Is his trade like, value? Would you take Eric Henry? If somebody offered you Royce Freeman and Emmanuel Sanders for James Conner, would you take it? Yes, I would take that. Yes, I'm thinking more Royce Freeman for James Conner straight up, which I would keep Conner. I would Same. keep Conner, but what about a Deion Lewis or James Conner? Yeah, um, I mean, I would. I still think I would lean James Conner because of that backfield split with Henry and Lewis. Okay. You agree with that, or what are you? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think James Conner has the more upside to be an RB one. It just is: are we getting ten games out of him, or are we getting four games? You know, we're, that's what we're trying to figure out. I believe it is the ten games, so that's how you have to weigh his value. Yeah, uh, we'll get into that when we preview the Chiefs and Steelers. Conner has another nice matchup this week against the Chiefs at home. Uh, Bell has uh, some eye-popping numbers against the Chiefs the last couple couple times out. So hopefully, it's a good spot for Conner. Uh, currently expected the Doug Baldwin. We just talked about him. He's going to miss uh, looking like two to four weeks is the timetable for right now. Jake, I know you picked up Tyler Lockett. You tried to get Brandon Marshall. Tony, I'm going to ask you this same question. Which Seahawks wide receiver is the better pickup at this point? I get with Jake on this one. I'm going to go Brandon Marshall as well. Um, I just like Mar- – I know Marshall's obviously got the age on Lockett. Um, you know, he's not young, but I do like what Marshall has done with his career. I mean, he's a good, very good red zone target, um, which I think that's something huge that Seahawks will need. Um, obviously Russell Wilson can buy some time, um, and find Lockett streaking down the field, but I just think you're going to get, see a little more consistency out of Brandon Marshall. Yeah. Tyler Lockett will get you the big play. I think Brandon Marshall is going to be more of a secure blanket for Russell Wilson. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Mike McCarthy said it's no layup that Aaron Rodgers plays Sunday. So, uh, guys, this is a – if he does not, we are downgrading pretty much every Packer quite a bit, right? Yeah, I mean, Deshaun Kaiser being in there, um, we've seen what he's done. Uh, I mean, I think Devontae Adams still might be a start just because of who he is, and I think the might he might get volume there. Granted, it is a tough matchup, but – I think you can sort of lean on Rodgers doesn't play. You're not playing anyone off that team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in, a, in a few leagues, in a few leagues, I won, kind of wanted to target Geronimo Allison, but I didn't. Just due to the fact that I was scared of that Aaron Rodgers injury. So instead, I picked up like a Kenny Galladay or a Quincy Inunua. That's kind of why I shied away from Ger- Geronimo, but just based off of maybe that Rodgers injury. Yeah. They're all very close. W- w- agreed, guys. There was no slam dunk this week on the waiver wire no i'm looking for that alvin kamara of last year and definitely hasn't shown up yet all you got to do is ask tony <laughs> tony won the league he's with the guy i give him props that was a huge, huge alvin, i picked up alvin kamara in two leagues and he, i won both of those leagues so hey huge. that's the champ giant giant um leonard fournette hamstring he uh he's expected to play sunday even without practicing uh Doug Marone came out and said even if he doesn't practice, he can play. Look, if he doesn't practice all week, guys, are you comfortable starting Leonard Fournette this week? I am not. Um, I've had a hamstring injury before, and those babies linger. You can say it was minor, but I really don't think there is such a thing as a minor hamstring injury, just of the due fact that they linger. I mean, it doesn't take much to re-aggravate it or anything like that. I mean, I was bruised from... You know, my from my the bottom of my butt down to my calf when I did mine. Yeah. So, like I said, they don't heal quick. Uh, it's just one little step, and you can re-aggravate that. 
where you could see him coming out at the end of the first quarter, not playing the rest of the rest of the uh, rest of the game. So I am not comfortable starting him this week. Okay. Okay. You... Okay. But okay. No. 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 Hold Go on. Go ahead. Hold on. Okay. We're gonna. You're not gonna start Leonard Fournette if he's starting the game. Like I. I just think that's a no-brainer. He's an RB one if he is starting. Yeah, but I understand there's risk involved. I no, no. I understand there's risk involved of him not finishing the game out. But you're still gonna start a Leonard Fournette over a <laughs> James well, I think White. Of, I think of the match. Your RB three is Deion Lewis. You're gonna start Deion Lewis over Leonard Fournette this week. Would you start AP? Yes. Over. Well, that's a difference. Over Fournette, I don't, yeah. and I hate AP. I, it's that, interesting. Uh, those... Hamstrings are just tricky, right? They are. Uh, they're very tricky. Um, well, let's let's look at the scenario if Leonard Fournette doesn't play. Are you are you starting T.J. Yeldon or James Conner? James Conner, hands down. James okay. Conner, hands down. That's an easy he's one. A top three. He's a top three running back until Le'Veon well, comes back. Okay, well we think. And what I, honestly? What? Oh, I don't think he's top three. Better. Yes, he is in that no. offense, dude. I'm telling you. I would disagree. I can name okay. uh, Melvin Gordon, Alvin Kamara, Todd Gurley. Those are all backs I would rather have. I'd say he's right, probably. We'll see, we... I'd say he's probably top top six or eight. Okay, we'll calculate a week ten. See where he's at. All right, fair enough. I think you need to consider that who the the, the Jaguars are playing against too. Leonard Fournette's banged up, and he's going against Bill Belichick. What does the Jaguars have on offense other than Leonard Fournette? He's, he's going to stack the box and make Boros beat him, and we know Boros ain't going to be able to beat him. So Fournette's banged up and going against Bill Belichick, it's not a good combination. Okay, so uh, just taking a look at a couple of the numbers last week, Lamar Miller versus the Patriots, 20 carries, 98 yards. Melvin Gordon versus the Chiefs, 15 carries, 64 yards, and then nine catches, 102 yards. Uh, so, like I said before, I think this is a great, great matchup for James Conner. I would agree. I would definitely take Conner over Yeldon in that spot. But um, it should be – I, I still think Yeldon's a top 15 back this week if if Leonard Fournette doesn't play. 49ers yes. head coach Kyle Shanahan, not sure if Marquise Goodwin will play this weekend. Guys, any interest in picking up Dante Pettis? None or is that just kind of a none? Okay, what about like a nice cheap like daily fantasy play if if Goodwin doesn't play? I think he's the type of guy that can break one loose for a long touchdown. He made and a really price point. I'm not. Yeah, he made a really nice catch. I don't know if you guys saw the catch over the shoulder in the back of the end zone at Minnesota this Sunday. Yep. Uh, really nice catch. He's a guy that could if you're looking for just a really cheap. You know, DFS play as a third receiver, somebody who could give you like five catches for 120 yards and a touchdown. I think he's your guy. Would you guys agree with that? That's the type of that's the type of guy that you know could really hit home, really have a bang for you in a DFS lineup because he's so cheap and has that big play potential. Where his his ownership is going to be so low, where that's where I think you could yeah he's could be a crapshoot in the DFS play. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Let's see here. Rex Burkhead, he's in the concussion protocol. If he misses, would you guys, and, and Sony Michelle does get to play if he starts or if he plays, are you guys, would you be comfortable starting Sony Michelle this week? No, not at all. Okay. I want to see what role see he has. Honestly, knowing the Patriots, if Rex Burkhead is out and even if Sony Michelle's active, 
they could literally play James White the whole game because Sony Michelle doesn't know the playbook yet. Patriots do crazy things all the times they're running backs. So I'd take a wait and see approach if I have that option. I would, you know, I'd say Michelle's still like an RB forty or so at this point in time. Okay. Maybe even forty five. Yeah, so okay, so we're state steer clear of Sony Michelle. Tony, do you agree with that? If if he were to yeah, start if he were to play and Burkhead misses. Yeah, I think it's one of those situations where we need to see him for a week or two and what kind of role he's going to have in that offense. Okay. Devontae Freeman uh, with the knee did not practice again Thursday, guys. Tevin Coleman, is he a top 12 back at home versus Carolina if Devontae Freeman misses? Yes. I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, fire I mean, up just te- what is his, he's so he's Yeah, he's so versatile. You know, run pass, I think he makes him a top 12 back. Okay. Um, are you playing? Let Let's say Devonte Freeman does play. Would you rather have Tevin Coleman or James White? James White. This week, James White. Even if Burkhead plays. Even if Burkhead plays. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Adam Gase and Ryan Tannehill, Tony, your your guy here, who we just talked about, they were praising Kenny Stills after his Week One performance: five targets, four catches, 106 yards, two touchdowns. Guys, last year, Kenny Stills finished as the wide receiver 17 in non-PPR, wide receiver 27 in PPR. Buy or sell, Jake, Kenny Stills will finish as a top 20 PPR receiver this season. Wow. I'm going to... Wow, that's close. I'm going to sell that. I'm thinking he's going to finish right outside the top 20. Okay. Top 24? Yes. All right. I will buy. Tony? Oh, I'm buying that all day. Buying My it? My guy. Love it. Yeah, I mean, who else is there? 160 else, targets. Devontae Clark. 160 I targets mean, left it, behind by Jarvis Landry. No Jarvis, no, no Jarvis Landry. We know what Parker is other than, you know, he's trash. Hurt. <laughs> dude, Kenny Stills, is, Kenny Stills is that dude. Devontae Parker, I think, is going to play this weekend. Is there any interest at all in even rostering Devontae Parker at this point? <laughs> He's irrelevant, in my opinion. I I would agree with that. Uh, okay, Desha- Deshaun Jackson dealing with a shoulder injury to go along with his concussion. Um, so let me ask you this, Jake. I'll I'll go with you on this. You're the Bucks guy. Which which Bucks player are you starting in your flex this week? Chris Godwin or Peyton Barber? If Deshaun Jackson is out, I am starting Godwin. I think it will be his coming out party. We've been hearing the hype on and on and on. I think it would be his coming out party if Deshaun Jackson sits. Um, if Deshaun Jackson plays, I would start Barber. Okay. Tony, do you feel the same way about him, about those two guys? Yeah. I mean, Chris Godwin went to a hell of a school in Penn State. I think yeah, he's the Heck guy yeah. this week. Speaking of Penn State, that's a nice win this weekend, huh, boys? Ooh, oh, yeah. <laughs> love to see a pounding pit. Yeah, we're going to tick some pit people off when they listen to this one, but that's all right. Huge win uh, for the boys. That was that was nice to see. Okay, uh, Marlon Mack sounds like he's going to have a good chance to play uh, to start this week or at least play. I mean, the more I look at this question that I wrote down, I think it's probably pretty easy. But Marlon Mack or Peyton Barber versus Philly? Peyton Barber. You know, Swat, uh, Swat I want to turn this one on you because you're the Marlon Mack guy. What do, what do you think about this one? I would still go Peyton. I think I'm going to go Peyton Barber. Just until I see, until I see Marlon Mack healthy enough to 
you know, take on a workload, or at least until they give it to him. I still think he's going to have 15 touches a game once he's healthy. Because none of those Colts running backs, granted their line didn't do much help for them, but none of those running backs looked good last weekend. Hey, low-key though, Naeem Hines had nine targets. He did. He had a nice game catching the ball out of the backfield. I was surprised because I didn't think they would lean on him that much because he had those fumble issues in the offseason. Yeah, I was surprised too. I'm happy because I got him stashed in our Dynasty League. Not looking at playing him anytime soon, but definitely if he, you know, keeps getting nine, ten targets a game, that's going to be looking good for the future. Yeah. All right, I mentioned before Vance McDonald returned to full practice this week. Good news for the Steelers. Vernon Hargraves, talk a little defense here. Vernon Hargraves, shoulder done for the year for the Bucks. Texans placed Kevin Johnson on IR with a concussion. It's his second one in a couple weeks, I guess. Joey Bosa with the foot. He's out indefinitely. Guys, is he droppable in IDP leagues? Tony. Yeah, I mean, we don't know if, how long for sure he's going to be out, but the indefinitely definitely scares me. Um, so, yeah, I'm dropping him if I have him. I just don't think you can ride him on a bench spot. On a, if you have a limited bench, there's no way you can keep him mm-hmm. when you don't yeah. know when he's going to be real life situa- real, li- real life fantasy situation, I did just drop him. I had him in a, um, our IDP league in our my uh, work league, and it was a three-bench league, and I picked up Jadavion Clowney for him. I just can't, with only three bench spots, I can't sit there and hold them all year. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Eric Berry with the heel injury, he's still not practice this week. And then Panthers right guard Trey Turner, I thought this was relevant, concussion did not practice Thursday. Uh, the reason I mention this is because the Panthers are already down three offensive linemen with him, and he's arguably their best one. Um, this is big. The Panthers line is really, really beat up right now. Okay, uh, guys, you want to you want to get into the AFC start and sit games here? Yes, sir. Let's, let's go. Let's get at it. Cool. Let's do it. Let's start Chargers Bills Sunday, one o'clock at Buffalo. Last year, we remember this game. Uh, Nate Peterman five was at five picks in the first half. Chargers beat him fifty four twenty four. Uh, in that game, Melvin Gordon, 20 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown. LaShawn McCoy, 13 carries, 114 yards, and a touchdown, too. And then Keenan Allen with the huge, huge game, 12 catches, 159 yards, and two touchdowns. So, guys, taking a look at the snap counts from last week, some things that really troubled me, especially with LaShawn McCoy, only played 34 snaps, 53% of the snaps in that game against Baltimore. The last two years, let's take a look at Shady's home road splits. So they were at Baltimore last week. Homes are on the road, Shady, over the last two years. 4.2 yards per carry, three touchdowns. At home, 5.2 yards per carry, 16 touchdowns rushing at home. So Shady has a way to just find the end zone in Buffalo when they're playing there. So I want to ask you guys, let's put a couple guys under the microscope up against LaShawn McCoy this week. Starter sit. Uh, LaShawn McCoy or Deion Lewis versus Houston. Tony, I'll start with you, then Jake. Uh, Deion Lewis, no-brainer. Um, yeah, Deion Lewis, it's close, though. How about Chris Thompson, Jake? I'm going to go McCoy. Tony? Chris Thompson. Okay, how about Adrian Peterson? Tony, go ahead. AP all day. AP all day. And I'm going AP, too. He's actually my breakout star of the week. I think AP is going to have a large game. Okay, quickly, guys. I, I think... I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Real quick. Um, yep. No. Yeah. Just real quick. I just think we're gonna see McCoy with a low snap account again. This is gonna be a blowout. The Bills are the worst team in the NFL. 
this isn't going to be close. He'll sit the whole probably second half. All right. Don't, or, uh, Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was going to ask you guys, you, you differed on McCoy and Chris Thompson. I was going to ask you guys why you felt that way. Um, but I think Tony, you just kind of answered that in terms of McCoy, right? Yeah. I just don't see him getting a snap count again because the game's going to be out of, out of hand. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't believe it'll be out. It's not, I don't believe it'll be out of hand that bad. I think McCoy will see 75% of the snaps. Um, I think, you know, It'll it'll be a better game than Peterman starting. At least Allen starting and making it maybe. At least they have a chance. Is sitting Kelvin Benjamin a no-brainer? Yeah, depending tar- on who you have, I would sit him, though. Yeah, it's scary right now. Yeah, Sterling Shepard or I Kelvin? I don't see how you can trust him. Sterling Shepard. Shepard. Nelson Aguilar? Nelson. Oh, Aguilar for sure. For sure, for sure. Okay. Oh, I think Aguilar's a very good start this week. Yeah, how about Chris Hogan? Because I know he, he we, we, I mean, that feels easy, but boy, was he irrelevant last week. Yeah, I'd start Hogan over Benjamin. Him. Yeah. What's that, Tony? I mean, Ramsey could be covering Hogan a lot of the game, too, so I might fire up Benjamin over him. Ooh, okay. That's a sneaky one because uh, that is true. If that's a tough defense to go against Jacksonville. That secondary is extremely. Uh, stingy, uh, yeah, it's hard to start Kelvin unless, Benjamin right now. Unless the Jaguars decide to have have Ramsey on Gronk a lot of the game, which they could, then I think you fire up Hogan. But yeah. like you said, we don't know game plan, so it's tough to say. Yeah, did they do that a lot in the AFC Championship game? They did. Well, I, yeah, I know Gronk only played the first half, but right. Um, yeah, they Ramsey. I mean, Ramsey's been talking a lot of stuff about Gronk going back and forth. And I know one of the things Ramsey said was the Gronk's numbers when Ramsey's covering him. So I think that's something they try to do again this year, the same as last year in the AFC uh, championship game. Okay. Yeah, seven targets, one catch, 10 yards for Benjamin last week. Uh, Last season, just taking a look at some of his numbers once he came to Buffalo in eight games, uh, he averaged a little over just six six targets per game. And um, look, I just thought i wrote this down i thought he could be somebody that was in the, like the eight to ten target per game range but i just don't know if he's going to get to that point at you know just the way things are looking with that passing offense uh okay guys let's shift our focus to dolphins at jet sunday that's another one o'clock game uh in new york so we saw sam darnold in week one a big win over detroit in his road debut jake i know that's your guy 16 to 21 198 yards Two touchdowns and a pick. Did you have a chance to watch a lot of this game? What was your take on Sam Darnold? Yeah, I did get a chance to watch a lot of this game. Uh, actually, uh, Pat was here with me. He was in town, so we got to watch a game together. And nice. We both uh, liked. We both liked what Darnold had. We both liked what Darnold had. Um, we're both big fans of him. I think he's the best in that class. Cool. Cool. That's that's good. That's good. Did he look? Um, I mean, did he look poised in the pocket? Was he? kind of standing tall didn't look like the moment was too big for him yeah that's what I thought I thought he was you know for a rookie he looked really good how about the target share to Quincy Anunua Tony 10 targets 48 percent of the target share six catches 63 yards and a touchdown for Quincy Anunua um how do we feel about well let's do this first let's rank the Jets wide receivers this week 
against the Dolphins. Quincy Inunua, Robbie Anderson, and Jermaine Curse. Tony, I'll let you go first, then Jake. Um, I'm going to go with Inunua as my number one uh, receiver for the Jets. Uh, Robbie Anderson as two, and Jermaine Curse as three. Um, I just think Anun was a big-bodied receiver that you know can work the middle of the field, work the outside of the field, which is more of a safety blanket for Darnold, who's only making a second start. Jake, do you feel that same way? Anunwa, Anderson, Curse. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, Anderson could have a big game. Anderson, if you need a guy to get you a ton of points, I think I'd go Anderson over Anunwa. But if you need a solid guy that's going to get you twelve points in a PPR, I'd go Anunwa. Yeah. Um, is Anunwa somebody that we can trust to be, you know, the Jets' best receiver? Or do you guys think this is going to be a little bit of like a revolving door? I don't. I, think I can't he'll put be the best receiver now. Really? The, well, best receiver seventy-five percent of the time. Yes. Okay. I still think we're going to see some breakout games from Robbie Anderson. Um, so it's. It, I think it's going to be a revolving door. Like I said. And Nunez is going to be more of a safety blanket, big-bodied receiver. But I definitely see him getting Jermaine Curse and Robbie Anderson involved weekly. Okay, Jake, how about Quincy Nunez or Chris Chris Godwin this week? Nunez. Tony. Nunez. How about Nunez or Kenny Galladay? Galladay. I'm going to say Nunez. I'm going to say Nunez. Discuss. Galladay, I'll tell you what. I'm honestly going based off of what I see on TV. Have you guys seen what Galladay looks like? He is an absolute beast. He he just really looks like an athletic freak. And I think he has all the makings of, honestly, a future number one wide receiver, like a top ten wide receiver. I think that's the way. uh, Detroit wants to feature him. I think that's the way the Lions view him, too. Yeah. But I think right now with Golden Tate and Marvin Jones being there, the ball's going to be spread out. So I think Anunwa is going to see more targets. That's why I think he's a better start this week. Okay. How about Devin Funches or Anunwa, Tony? I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to go Devin Funches. I don't like Devin Funches. I'm on the record of saying I don't like Devin Funches. But with Greg Olson being out, the ball's got to go to someone, and I think that's Devin Funches and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, we saw Funches step up when Olsen went down last year. It'll be interesting to see if he can do it again. Only three catches in week one. Jake, how do you feel about those two guys? Same explanation as Tony. Okay. Uh, I did want to mention Jermaine Kirst does is going to be back this week, and I think people overlook him a little bit last year with Josh McCown. 102 targets, 65 catches, 810 yards, and five touchdowns. He actually had a pretty good year. Um, actually, was a pre- actually a pretty decent flex play most of the season. So, yeah, it's kind of a – I agree with you guys. I think Anunu is going to be the safest one in that offense for now, though. Okay, let's talk about the running backs here. Isaiah Crowell and uh, Powell each saw 40% of the team snaps at running back, guys, 24 each. So, Jake, what do we make of the Jets' backfield? Can you get excited about either of these guys? You know, Powell had 12, 12 carries, 60 yards, um, one catch and five yards, and then Crowell ripped off that long touchdown run. You know, is it smoke and mirrors with Isaiah Crowell at this point, or is it something real? Well, I'll be honest. I'm glad I don't have any of these guys really in any, any of my leagues. But I think Corral's the more talented back. I think he has the talent, but it's just going to be a 50-50 shot the whole year. I think they like them both equally, 
and it, you're just taking a crapshoot who's going to score the 15 points and who's going to score the five points. Yeah, Tony, do you think this is a situation where you could maybe try to sell high on Isaiah Crowell? Yes, I think you could if he continue if he has another good week or two. I don't know if people are going to buy in after one week, mm-hmm. but if he can ha- if he can rack up a couple solid weeks, I think you could sell high on him for sure. Yeah. But like Jake said, it's going to be a timeshare. So I mean, unless one of those guys get hurt, it's going to continue. I think the way it is, you know, what, what was week one. Would you sell Isaiah Crowell and I'm going to use the same guy, but Isaiah Crowell and Kenny Galladay for Emmanuel Sanders? Is that is that like an easy trade? You think you could pull, no, you because you could I like Galladay, but I think you're really? getting the value if you don't need if you don't need extra if you have. Um, Crowell's an extra back. I think that's a good trade, yeah. Tony, would you do that trade to get Sanders? Like, I think I'm, I'm exactly what Jake's saying. If Crowell is my third back, um, I would feel good about trading him and, and, and you know, sharing up my wide receivers with the Sanders. But I like Kenny Galladay, too. So having those two, I think it kind of gives you some depth and some options week to week. Okay, so we're high on Kenny Galladay. Is Kenny still— I'm the- telling you. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, Sorry. real quick. I think the reason I think Kenny Kenny Galladay could have a good season, I think Marvin Jones could be in for a down season. I think Golden State's still going to produce with 80, 90 catches, but I think Marvin Jones could almost switch roles with Kenny Galladay yeah, from last year. I think, yeah, I think Marvin Jones, may, we may see just a little bit of regression with him. I would agree with that, too. Is uh, Kenny Stills, let's keep this moving, guys. Kenny Stills, the only Dolphins receiver we're starting this week? Yes. Yeah. I'm on okay. the record for saying yeah. Anybody you would start over Kenyon Drake, Jake? How about uh, you know, like Chris Thompson against Indy? I wasn't happy with the Gore's how how much Gore got the ball, but I would still start Kenyon Drake over Chris Thompson. Tony, I'm with Jake Kenyon Drake. I just think last week it was a weird game with all the delays and how long it went on for. Yeah. And I don't, you know, with what they did in that game, I don't think you can really put it into context. So, yeah, I think fire up Kenyon Drake. You know, Adam Gase talked him up preseason. He's going to get the ball. Okay. Uh, yeah, so just taking a look at the snap counts for those two guys. 46 snaps for Drake to Gore's 18. Uh, he finished with 14. Kenyon Drake, that is, finished with 14 carries, 48 yards, three catches, and 18 yards. All right, guys, Chiefs at Steelers, Sunday, 1 o'clock. This is a fun game. Let's look at the stat of the game. Ben Roethlisberger, 7-1 all-time versus the Chiefs. In four regular season games at Heinz Field, Ben Roethlisberger is 65 of 89. That's 73% completion percentage. Nine touchdowns, zero interceptions versus the Chiefs in those four home games. So, do we feel... You sound like a Steelers fan. Well, you know, I just, I love the matchup. Is he going to be a top five quarterback this week, guys? Ben Roethlisberger versus the Chiefs. No. I'm going to say yes. Why not, Jake? That's the, that's I think he'll be one. close. I'm just going over guys in my head right now. I'm just thinking Brady's Rod, Brady, Rogers, Luck, even Brady against the Jags. I would you start? Here's a question for both of you: Would you start Brady versus the Jags or Roethlisberger versus the Chiefs? A couple people might have Roethlis- this question. Roethlisberger over the Chiefs. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's a yeah, great but matchup at I, home. I, we know we know said, how well we know how well. Luck? Why would you start? Brady at Jacksonville when we know how good Ben's been at home, especially coming off a bad game. Start your studs. 
Ah, but Ben's a stud at home. Ben's a stud at home. Yards last week and three touchdowns against that horrible Chiefs defense. It's a bad defense. It's a bad secondary, and they're not going to have Eric Berry. I think that's easy. And in fact, I would start I would start Roethlisberger over Luck at Washington too. Because oh I don't God, I don't think that's even a conversation. I, I don't think that's a good matchup. Do okay, you, I'm not what, saying what are you saying, Tony? Bad start. I'd be happy. Colt, the, I'd be happy. I don't with think the Colts have all that much tonight. I think Adrian Peterson gets 25 carries again. Alex Smith doesn't turn the ball over. Is Alex Smith a great quarterback? No, but he controls the game. I don't see. I see them keeping the ball out of Andrew Luck's hands. They're going to pound the rock. The, the Colts' defenses might be worse than the Chiefs' defense, so I don't see how you can start Andrew Luck over Big Ben. Big Ben so, will probably have 400 yards and three touchdowns this week. So it sounds like your argument is there's just not going to be enough snaps and volume for the Colts' offense, right? Even if Andrew Luck does have the ball, it's not as good of a matchup as Big Ben has against the Chiefs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's look at some other stuff from this game. I actually mentioned that 400 yards, three touchdowns versus the Chargers. Um, how about James Conner? Well, we already talked about him. He's a no-brainer, right? This week, RB one, fire him up. Yep. Yep. Fire him up. All right. True or false? Tyree Kill will once again finish as a top five receiver this week. False. False. Steelers do a good way to take good job of taking away the best player a lot of times, and I think they're going to think Hill's the best player. All right. Anything? I also think the Chiefs tried to get Kelsey a little bit more involved this week, too. Yeah, just the one catch last week, a little bit disappointing. I agree there, Tony. Anything else from this game, guys? I mean, Antonio Brown's an obvious start. Juju Smith-Schuster, obvious start as well. Well, you're, yeah, I one think thing, it, one big it, news it, it and note. What do we, what do we think about Cream Hunt this week? I I think you got to start him, right? Who could you possibly, you know, start over him? Yeah, you got to start him. Yeah, I think you got to fire him up. It's just something that we got to monitor. Like, is I, it was a weird game they played last week. He just didn't get many touches, but I think this week you got to fire him up and mm-hmm. see what happens. Yeah, I would not want to leave him on my bench and take that chance of him scoring, you know, one or two touchdowns and. You know, touching the ball 25 times, I guess. All right, let's look at, excuse me, Texans and Titans, our fourth game. This is another Sunday game, 1 o'clock at Tennessee. So, guys, the big question that I'm looking at from this game is how do the Titans divvy up their touches? Last week, for you Derrick Henry owners out there, you weren't very happy with the results. Tony mentioned that this game was delayed. It's off and on. It was kind of a tough one to get to judge, really, I think. But it still wasn't very promising for Derrick Henry owners. 20 snaps to Deion Lewis is 49. 10 carries for Henry, 16 for Lewis. And Lewis was much, just much better, even in the passing game as well. Um, so, guys, maybe this is an easy question, but are you starting Deion Lewis or Derrick Henry this week? Um, Lewis. Deion Lewis. Deion, yeah. Okay. That's what I figured you both would say. Let's rank these five running backs. Marshawn Lynch at Denver. Derrick Henry and and Deion Lewis, obviously, versus Houston. Jamal Williams versus Minnesota. Royce Freeman versus Oakland. Let's rank those five guys. Tony, I'll start with you and then Jake. I'll start with my number one uh, start and then go to my worst. Um, so number one, I have Deion Lewis. 
Number two, I have Marshawn Lynch. Number three, I have Royce Freeman. Number four, I have Jamal Williams. And five, I have Derrick Henry. Okay. So you went you went Lewis, Lynch. Lewis, Lynch, Will, Freeman. Freeman, Williams, Freeman, Henry. Williams, Lewis, yep, Henry, yep. Okay, Jake, how about you with those five guys? Actually, mine is the same exact order. All um, right. I do, I, I'm not, I think people are panicking a bit on Derrick Henry. It's going to depend on game flow for the Titans. I still think he's going to have some games over 100 yards this year. Um, I agree, I agree with you there. This particular game, I think they'll still ride Lewis. The one, the one thing that concerned me the most was that Lewis outcarried Henry by six carries. Well, we, and we knew Lewis was going to get involved in the pass game, but why is Henry only getting ten carries? That's the 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 golden question. And as it pertains to non PPR leagues and people who play in non PPR formats, guys, are you still starting Deion Lewis over Derrick Henry this week? I yeah I am. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we love Deion Lewis. The guys like Deion Lewis a lot this week. Fire him up over Derrick Henry and all those other guys that I mentioned. Uh, looks like it should be a good game for him, and I like him as well. I own both guys in one of my leagues. Uh, I I think I mentioned that on a podcast where I normally wouldn't do a scenario like that, but I do own both Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry, and I'm starting Deion Lewis over him. Okay, guys, a couple wide receivers from, or, well, Corey Davis from this game, and we're going to look at him, put him up against Chris Hogan at Jacksonville. Which one of those guys are you starting, Davis or Hogan, Jake? Davis. Tony? Yeah, I'm starting Corey Davis just because of the matchup. 13 targets last week. Fire that boy up. Hamstring a little scary, but I think he'll be fine. I think it's just a very, very minor. minor He said he's okay. Take it for what it's worth. Bounce back performance for Deshaun Watson this week, guys. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I, Belichick knows how to shut him down. You know, Belichick knows how to shut down those type of quarterbacks. So he'll bounce back this week and have a good week. Is he a top five quarterback this week? I am at like six or seven ish. Okay. All right. Yep. But I fire him up though. Fire him up all day. Good matchup. All right, we have two more games to get to here, guys. Uh, We have about 10 minutes or so, so let's try to run through this quickly. Raiders versus Broncos, Tony. Your Raiders coming off that tough loss to the Rams last weekend. That's a tough matchup. Good team. Um, This is the Sunday 425 game. The biggest question on my mind that I put down right away was how do the Broncos use their backfield in Week 2 that was the very interesting thing in week one that we saw was Royce Freeman got 29 snaps to Philip Lindsay's 26 snaps to Devontae Booker's 19 snaps. So a fairly even split between Freeman and Lindsay. Booker just a little bit behind those guys. Both guys had 15 carries for 71 yards, guys. So uh, who do we like better this week? Is it Royce Freeman or is it going to be the newcomer Philip Lindsay? Well, I guess they're both newcomers, but we weren't expecting Philip Lindsay to be on the scene. You know, I've actually looked at this, dove into this uh, kind of a lot this week, kind of trying to figure out that backfield a little bit. And honestly, I think they're going to be a same kind of deal this week. Um, you know, we the preseason talk was uh, Freeman or Booker. Um, we kind of figured Booker wasn't going to be as, invol- as involved. 
And I think he's going to even go down even more, and it's just going to be Freeman and Lindsey. Um, so I think it's the same thing as they're getting a feel for both of those backs. They're both young. So I think they're going to be sitting, seeing there on the 50% of the snaps, carries, catches. I think it's going to be a similar week. Jake, do you feel the same way? Do you think it's going to be a kind of an even split between Freeman and Lindsey going forward? Yeah, if I had to start one, I'd start Freeman, though. I still believe they picked him, obviously, earlier than they picked Lindsey, so I'm just going to stick with Freeman as the guy for now. In a full-point PPR league? Yes. Okay. So I wanted to give a little bit of a background on Philip Lindsay. This was interesting to me. He's uh, just 5'8", 180 pounds, right? So not a big guy, but from what we saw at his time at Colorado in college, he can carry the load a little bit. He averaged 273 carries over his final two seasons at Colorado. That's a big workload in just you know, 13, 14 games per year. Um, so he's carrying the ball around 20 times a game. He also caught 116 passes for over a thousand yards during his four year career there. So this is a guy who, uh, despite his smaller stature, he's used to carrying the load, uh, big time. He's done it all at Colorado and in college. So, um, yeah, it's, it's surprising. I, this guy kind of came out of nowhere, but it's pretty cool story. The one thing I will say with that is we've seen that with Royce Freeman as well, but the only thing is Royce Freeman is 230 pounds. Exactly. I mean, or he Royce Freeman played four years at Oregon. In those four years, he racked up 947 carries. So let that sink in a little bit. So, I mean, we obviously know he can carry the workload too. That's why I think there's such a, a split between the two backs right now. Well, that's my point is when you look at Philip Lindsay, wouldn't your first assumption be, oh, he's just a pass-catching back? Yeah, a scat back. Right, exactly. And it looks like they're willing to let him just kind of line up. And I went back and watched that game, and they were turning around. Case Keenum was turning around and handed it to him in between the tackles. That's where all of his runs came, basically. A couple pitch plays to the outside, but they were letting him get in there and kind of get dirty in between the tackles a little bit. It was cool to see. All right, guys, let's talk Emmanuel Sanders. I've brought him up a couple times in some trade scenarios, but uh, do you guys think that Emmanuel Sanders returns to a top 20 receiver this year? I'm going to give you some numbers here. 2014, he finished as number five. Obviously, that was with Peyton Manning. 2015 with Manning, finished 19th. 2016, he finished 20th. And last year, down year, he only played 12 games, but he finished uh, 60th. So does Emmanuel Sanders, Jake, does he return to a top 20 receiver this season? I do think he does, but the main question you really got to ask yourself in this situation, do you believe in Case Keenum enough to get him the ball? And I think, I mean, I'm basing off of the first game, and Case Keenum, but he looked good last year with the Vikings, so I think Keenum can be serviceable enough to make Sanders probably a 15th overall wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to say he finishes outside the top 20. Um, I like him in like the 22 to 23 range. Um, mainly because Demarius Thomas is there. Um, I do think they try to get him the ball. Um, we have those two running backs. But another guy that you might not see early on yet, but I think by week six, Cortland Sutton is going to be involved. They're going to look for him in the red zone. I think they're going to – I mean, he, the, where they got him in the draft, they've been talking him up all, all preseason. They're going to eventually get him involved, which is going to take away a little bit from Emmanuel Sanders. Okay, so, Tony, it sounds like you still have De- – Damaris Thomas is still your favorite Broncos receiver, and then Sanders. Yep, correct. To- 
Jake, you feel that same way? Yes, but it's a very close margin. Okay. Uh, I actually think that Emmanuel Sanders has a better year this year than Demarius Thomas. The reason I say that is Case Case Keenum with Adam Thielen last year, 142 targets. And I feel like Sanders fits that similar mold a little bit. I'm excited about him and Keenum playing together this year. All right, guys, are we buying the hype on Jared Cook? Tony, I'll start with you, Raiders fan. 12 targets, 9 catches, 180 yards versus the Rams. Were you buying the hype? I like Jared Cook as a top 14 tight end going forward the rest of the year. Oh, that's pretty good. But I can't buy in. I But I can't buy into what that was last week. I mean, John Gruden already came out and said they got to get Amari Cooper more involved. He did say that is easier said than done, which kind of worries me a little bit. But they're going to get Coop involved. Um, you know, they're bringing Martavis back. Um, Martavis is going to be huge for that team. Still got Jordy Nelson there. So I'm buying into the way that they're using Jared Cook, but I can't move him into a top 10 tight end. Okay, so pump the brakes just a little bit on Jared Cook. Yeah, just we've seen we've seen Jared Cook have some good games, and then we've seen Jared Cook do what Jared Cook typically does, just which is a four catches, 48 yards, three catches for 15 yards. You know, uh, Jake, you first, and then Tony on these. Marshawn Lynch or Tariq Cohen versus Seattle? Marshawn Lynch. Tony. Okay. How about Lynch or how about if Yel if if Fournette doesn't play? How about Lynch or Yeldon? Yeldon. Yeldon. Okay. Um, would you start Pierre Garcon over Amari Cooper if Marquise Goodwin does not play, Tony? Yes, not a no brainer. Um, yeah, that's that's. I think that's an easy one. To no be brainer. Okay. All right. No brainer. Jake, I like Pierre. Feel- if, if if Goodwin doesn't play, Pierre Garcon moves way up on my board. Okay, Jake, you feel that same way? I'm gonna give Amari Cooper one more chance. I want to see what he has this week. Um, I just feel like they force feeding the ball this week, so I would go Cooper in that situation. I do like Garcon though, but um, I'm gonna give Cooper one more shot. Yeah, a couple notes before we get into this Patriots-Jaguars game, the last game of our preview. Um, I didn't see it, but I just got an alert that Joe Mixon left the game with a right knee injury. Have you guys seen anything on this? Or Yes, so he left in the first – he jogged off the field in the first half. Um, he did come back, and he you know got some carries, and I think he caught a ball or two and looked good. And then I guess in the thir- end of the third quarter, he was standing on the sideline. Um, it's – you know, he's standing there. Um, I'm not seeing anything further, but I just saw that he is looking like he's probably going to be ruled out for the rest of the game. Okay, C.J. Mosley was diagnosed with a bone bruise. I just got that alert. So C.J. Mosley not playing. I think he left in the first half uh, early in that game, if I remember correctly. I got to watch the first half of it. All right, guys, let's wrap this show up, and let's talk Patriots at Jaguars rematch of the AFC Championship game. This should be a good one. I'm excited about this game. I'm very excited about this game. I'm not excited about listening to Tony Romo for three hours, but I'm very excited about watching this football game. Uh, Should be a good one. So, guys, which running back? Did I ask you guys this already? Are you taking Yeldon or James White if Burkhead doesn't play? And that's assuming that Fournette doesn't play? That's assuming that Fournette doesn't play. We're I'll taking Fournette Yeldon. if he plays. 
You're taking yeah, Yeldon. I'm taking I'm Yeldon. Yeldon. Yep. Yeah, Yeldon. Okay. And and you said that. Did we say that if Fournette plays, even if he doesn't practice this week, we would still play Fournette over White? Jake, I know you would. Yes. Tony. Over James White. I, yeah, I'm not crazy about Fournette, but over a guy like James White, yeah, I would do that. Okay, Jake, rank the wide receivers from this game. Keelan Cole, D.D. Westbrook, Chris Hogan, and Philip Dorsett, one through four. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to go Keelan Cole, one. I think he, his talent's there. He showed it all last year. Then I'm going to go D.D. Westbrook, two, Chris Hogan, three, and Philip Dorsett four. Mainly the Patriots are down there because I really don't know who they're going to use in the situation, and I feel more confident in the Jags to put up some points in this game. That's interesting. I thought you, I actually thought you'd have Chris Hogan higher than the Jags guys. But you're right. It's tough no, to know who they're going to use. Well, Ramsey's going to shut him. I almost even put Philip Dorsett over Chris Hogan, but I just can't do that yet. Tony, you feel the same with that order? Nope, not at all. All right, let's I have hear it. Philip Spit it Dorsett out. at one. <laughs> Philip Dorsett at one. Keelan Cole at two. Dee Westbrook at three, and Chris Hogan at four. So Dorsett, Cole. I, I think I think Hogan and Gronk get the attention, freeing up Dorsett. I really do. All right. Um, and I can't put. I. It's hard for me to put a Jags receiver over. Patriots receiver when it's Blake Bortles versus Tom Brady. Like (laughs) I am the biggest Blake Bortles hater out there. I think the guy's trash. So I'd have to have a a Patriots receiver at number one. I just simple Brady versus Bortles. It's an easy one for me. So it's just finding the the right Patriots receiver to use. That's the key. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Philip Dorsett, seven catches on seven targets, 66 yards and a touchdown last week. So Tony says start Philip Dorsett over Chris Hogan, D.D. Westbrook, and Keelan Cole. I like that take. That's bold. And uh, we're going to end the show there, guys. So, Tony, awesome to have you back on the show, man. And uh, we're going to try to get you you guys on. I know Jake tries to do once a week, try to get you on once a week, and um, keep this train moving. So on to week two. On to week two. Yeah, thank, thanks. Yeah, thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. No, I follow us. Appreciate you guys having me back. I'm, I'm loving this, guys. Hopefully I can get back once a week. Um, I missed it. But, uh, yeah, to all our listeners, good luck week two. You know, uh, don't be afraid to hit us up on any of our uh, social media platforms for any questions you guys have for of course. starter systems. Of course. Happy to help you at all times. All right, everybody, enjoy the uh, – well, you're going to be listening to this tomorrow, so you already enjoyed the Ravens and the Bengals. Enjoy week two action. We will talk to you next time on Pad the Stats. Have a good night. Bye-bye.